Broadcasting from the bottom of the canal, this is RFG, RadioFreeGowanis.org. We're going to be interrupting this broadcast periodically, even though this music is badass. Uh, but we're going to have guests in the studio, and where well, the studio is sort of mobile here, but we're at the Interference Archive right now uh, at the Building Resistance Propaganda Party. We're at 131 8th Street between 2nd and 3rd Ave, so come on down and talk about Building Resistance on the air. Um, I do have uh, one guest here with us. Our, you're our first guest. Um, so uh, why don't you approach the mic and... Let us know who you are and tell, tell us a little something about yourself. Okay, so uh, my name's Nora Almeida. I am a librarian uh, and I'm a volunteer here at Interference Archive. Um, I've done a bunch of educational programming here um, and one of the big projects I do here is uh, organize Wikipedia edit-a-thons. And we have one coming up next weekend, so if anybody's in the neighborhood on Sunday, um, it's an effort to get more uh, women and women artists represented in Wikipedia and to get more diversity in the editing of Wikipedia. Awesome. That's super interesting. I didn't know that you guys did that here. Indeed. I, um, I've been in, like sort of peripherally involved in Wikimedia NYC, which is like the nonprofit that runs Wikipedia. And so, um, I don't know, I've just had a really good time. Uh, I guess it's a pretty nerdy thing to say that in my spare time I edit encyclopedias, but... It's true, true fact. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to do it. I, this is one of those things that I think that a lot of people don't understand about uh, Wikipedia is like how it gets, uh, how that information gets there and why, the, why it isn't like completely free for everybody to do. Like it, it used to be very much more open and they kind of like changed the way that they do it. So why don't you describe what an edit-a-thon is and, uh, and, and how Wikipedia works for the uninitiated? Right, so Wikipedia content initially was actually piped in public domain content from an old Encyclopedia Britannica, oh. um, like a really early edition that's out of copyright, right? So you can, you know, imagine that a lot of the initial content that populated Encyclopedia was out of date. And also that there wasn't really a lot of like sort of contemporary topics a lot of coverage of women. You know, this is like pre-suffrage, uh, you know, not a lot of minority diversity in the co initial content. So it started out at this, as this pretty small project of people sort of building on this core amount of content that they brought in. Um, and I don't know whether or not it's just a function of who likes to edit Wikipedia in their spare time, um, but the editorship has remained largely like white and male. Um, it is, there is a little bit of a sort of like culture 
Um, but I will say in the last year, Wikipedia has released a visual editor. You used to have to know like wiki markup, which I've done every, everyone forgot. <laughs> like everyone learned it in the early 90s. And then we were like, what are wikis now, right? So uh, it's not a hard markup, but it is a little bit of a barrier for some people to get involved. But now they have a visual editor, so it's pretty easy. Um, you know, newer editors and women are more likely to get their changes reversed. So there are some sort of like, I think there is a, a kind of editorial infrastructure that has evolved. Um, there are kind of like super editors that have more privileges. And part of that is because, um, you know, Wikipedia gets flack every now and then for having a page hacked or having, you know, so a lot of um, pages that are of living people um, are protected. And so only someone with like a lot of editorial experience that has a certain clearance can work on those. And that's really more to prevent vandalism, but it also sort of changes the nature, you know, of the of the project a little bit. Right. So a moment you go a moment ago you said uh, having their changes reversed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what is how does that happen? Yeah, so I mean the thing about Wikipedia is every change is public and it's kind of like if you've ever like used Google Docs and you're like, "Oh no, I just deleted something that was awesome." Uh, then you can go and see your revision history and then be like restore this earlier thing. So it's really easy to see the whole history of edits. Um, you know, and so Editathons are good because it's sort of half like, you know, kind of starts with like talking a little bit about the history of Wikipedia, the problems with Wikipedia, um, and then like some basics of like how you can sort of dive in. Um, and also I will say one of the things that I love about Wikipedia is it totally has flaws, but like the best documentation of those flaws is on Wikipedia. There's like yeah. this entire meta universe. So it's like a person that, you know, you meet that's like, hey, I'm just going to lay it out here. <laughs> here are all the things that are wrong with me. Or And this is all the arguments about those things. So that you can go into a really kind of insane meta wormhole of Wikipedia editing culture. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I know that, um, I know that, uh, like, this is probably about 10 years ago, but somebody put, um, did some study about like flaws in in uh, encyclopedias, and we're just kind of like trying to 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 make some. You know, they had some panel of academics that they got together, and they sort of did the like the Pepsi Coke test with them right. with the Wikipedia and like the Encyclopedia Britannica or like what some other one, and. Uh, the big surprise was not that there were errors in Wikipedia. It was how many errors there were in normal encyclopedias, like factual errors that, you know. So, I mean, like, there, I think, I think we're probably past this whole notion of, uh, we're past a couple of things. One is I don't think people are being like, oh, Wikipedia is a bunch of, like, you know, it's false because it's open. No one, I don't think that, we're sort of culturally past that. Mm -hmm. But it is uh, an interesting sort of, uh, place on the internet where it, it is sort of everyone can like put in their information and so things get changed and there are certain articles that are very contentious and get changed a lot and probably have quite a an enormous revision history yeah <laughs> Do, does the does does any like um body ever like lock it down and just say like okay or like limit the number of edits or who can edit or anything like that does that ever happen yes well so, so certain articles have protected st status especially if you're like I mean, I remember doing sort of just like a presentation a few months ago on Wikipedia, and it was right after Gene Wilder died. Uh. And so I, I went to the Gene Wilder talk page, which is like kind of a page where editors talk about changes they're making. And you know, you can see if a page is protected. 
Uh, and I knew his page would be protected because usually if you like just died, um, you know, someone will p like put that info on Wikipedia like immediately. It's it's yeah. insane. Um, but then also other people will sometimes vandalize those pages because those people are in the news or whatever. Same thing with like prominent political figures, contentious figures, um, you know, any anything that's sort of a subject of public debate becomes, you know, vul more vulnerable. So those pages are usually the ones that are protected. And I think, you know, your comment about, I think there is somewhat of a of a belief that Wikipedia isn't as sort of like dangerous misinformation as it used to be. Mm. But I still like see students all the time who are like, oh no, we can't use Wikipedia because, you know, anybody oh, really? can edit it. You know, and I think it's part of, they have this in their mind, like that it's not, it's not real information, even though they use it all the time. Right. Right. As a source of information. And most people, even people who would say, oh, Wikipedia isn't a good source of information, do not know how much of the content that uh, that they're reading on the web is from Wikipedia because right. linked open data and their copyright policy, which is like all of this is free. You can cut and paste it on your website means that Wikipedia information is everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. you see those info boxes when you Google something that's most of the time is from Wikipedia. <laughs> right. No, yeah, it's yeah. totally true. Yeah, so it is kind of everywhere. So what happens at an editing party? So at an editing party, usually, you know, you do a little bit of an intro. A lot of people that come to these edit-a-thons... Um, edit-a-thon, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm, we're at the propaganda party, so yeah. I think that everything's a party right now. It is kind of a party. <laughs> we, we will have food and, and free childcare. So bring nice. your kids. Um, and, you know, so at, at these uh, edit-a-thons, they're usually run um, under some kind of thematic. So this is part of a larger art and feminism edit-a-thon that happens every March. It's actually a global edit-a-thon. It's pretty cool. People all over the world are going to be editing this week and next week um, to get more women artists uh, represented in the encyclopedia. Um, there's a couple of really cool sort of smaller groups of edit-a-thons that happen in New York City, and, uh, including Afro Crowd, and they do a lot of work to get... Um, you know, more minority representation. They work a lot at the Schomburg um, Library, which has amazing archival collections that people can use to, to sort of get some of that stuff in there. So at this party, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, basics of editing. A lot of people maybe haven't ever edited before. Uh, give people the tools, you know, basic tools they need to do that. And, you know, then we pull a bunch of archival material. And one of the things that's made the edit-a-thons here successful is that we will, you know, curate some stuff and identify some articles that could be expanded or created that really relate to the collections here. Uh, and it gives us a chance to get our collections, you know, citations to our collections up online. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes ar the archival materials maybe that a lot of people don't even know exist. Um, you know, right, right now we have up the show on um, you know, press from the 19 radical sort of newspapers and presses from the 1970s. Uh, and a lot of people probably unless they were reading those things in the 1970s don't know a ton about that stuff so especially related to like women's activism in the 1970s we were able to pull a lot of that healthcare stuff that's awesome and so it's kind of like uh adding to the finding aids for the archive in a way right yeah wikipedia actually has a formal project called glam um which is like galleries libraries archives museums <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and so they do a lot of formal partnerships and it's actually really great for you know an archive that doesn't have or like this that's a volunteer or that doesn't have a lot of staff 
to make their collections like super out there. It does make your collections, I think, you know, more, more visible. Uh, you know, especially if you have unique stuff like we do here. Yeah, I, so I'm working on a project that is bringing me uh, back to Fail's uh, archive over and over again, and just the kind of like bureaucratic process that uh, most archives have to go through in order to just like look at something, you know. Uh, it's one of the things that distinguishes uh, Interference Archive uh, so much as the open stacks and that kind of thing. So it's great that, you know, you're able to also put those, uh, put some kind of like orienting material, like some access, the ways in to come see the archive or at least know what's there um, through Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, the project for me really started, you know, because I was a pretty new volunteer here and I... I didn't, I wasn't really involved in a lot of the collections work, like, you know, cataloging stuff that was coming in, in part because, like, I'm a librarian in my job. <laughs> right. Um, you know. So why would you want to come here and do it on the weekend? Right. Right. So I wanted to do kind of something else, but I also was like, oh, I kind of wanted an opportunity to spend some time, like, in the collection, like, with a purpose, right? right? Like, I'm not, I wasn't doing research on something that I needed to be using the collection for, but I was like, okay. So we, we did, um, the first edit-a-thon we did was the last year, the last year's Art and Femme, um, and we did one in November uh, on Indigenous Social Justice, and I I worked with somebody that that's her you know that's her field she knows a lot about it and knew a lot of the stuff that we had but that was sort of an area that I didn't really know a lot about um, and also didn't really know a lot of the materials that we had about that here so you know it's been a good sort of fun thing for me to do right and like you learn stuff oh totally yeah, yeah. I read a, like a lot of like it's really crazy how much the sort of indigenous social movements in the 70s intersected with like a lot of other social movements that I like didn't realize you know like they were really into the involved in the anti-nuclear sort of protest movements that happening in the late 70s um, you know a lot of the same things that are occurring now like clean water right. um, if you read some of the, the um, native newspapers from from the 70s kind of I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are yeah, those are fundamental things. Those problems don't go away, yeah. right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to like drink clean water. Um, so, let, when is the when is the hold on editathon? Yes, yes, I got the word right. So uh, the editathon here is next Sunday, uh, March twelfth, from two to six p.m. Um, and you know we'll have tables and just bring your laptop. <laughs> just bring your laptop. Yep. That's all you gotta do. That's it's it. awesome. Well, so what do you do for your main job? You said you were a librarian nine to five during the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work at a CUNY, at a CUNY campus library. Um, so I'm an instruction librarian. So a lot of what I do is, uh, is teach. I usually teach a one course every semester, like a regular credit course. And then I teach a lot of, of our students, you know, how to do research, um, help them with research projects they're working on, that kind of thing. Awesome, cool. So here comes the hard question. Okay. What does building resistance mean to you? Just if I can throw that curveball at you. Okay, yeah. Well, we're at a, at a building <laughs> resistance propaganda party. I had to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely think about a lot of sort of the activist work that I'm doing as really like related to the stuff that I do here and at my regular job, which to me is about like you know, being informed, like to be very cliche <laughs> about, you know, but I really think that a lot of, a lot of people, you know, the, 
a lot of people that are sort of not engaged in the things that are going on in their communities and our country and the world. It's really just that they are not, you know, aware of it. Um, and so I, I also think that like getting more information also just means like learning about sort of what other people's lives are like and what other people are, are you know, going through. Yeah. So, you know, to me, that's kind of like about having a conversation and, you know, going to a place like this today and talking to people mm-hmm. about what they're doing and thinking about just connecting to, you know, my own community. I'm a local Gowanusite, um, yes. Gowanusin. Um, Gowanusin? I've never figured this one out. What do we know. call ourselves? I don't know. Gowanites? I don't know. It's Gowanus. nice that other people know where Gowanus is now, though. When right. I first moved here, people were like, where? Where? Like, you know that very polluted canal? Or if you talk to like one of the old Italian guys, they just be like, "What? But down down by the canal, you live down there?" <laughs> you know, that's always like an awkward conversation. Indeed. Uh, swamp monster is what I've been referring to myself as. Oh yeah. I don't know. No. I, I think that soon we'll be <laughs> we'll be kayaking down the Guanos by the luxury <laughs> condos. So. Well, the dredgers have been doing that in the canoes for a long time. Uh. That's like a weird thing. I, I've you know I used to see like the Guanos Dredgers Club, mm-hmm. and they had canoes. First of all, the canoe dredger thing seems incongruous to me. But then also, why would you want to get near the water? I don't yeah, understand that. it seems like that. you would want a sturdier boat. Right. For sure. Yeah. And the, the only other sturdier boat that they had was that uh, that giant um, uh, rowboat that they had sort of standing up as signage at the end of second place. Right on. Right, but they don't have that anymore because Kushner built that giant monstrosity oh, over I down know. there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) we could go, yeah, like ad nauseum about that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to like, what, what have, what have you seen here? What should people come here and do? Yeah. I mean, so right now we have a lot of cool people hanging out, eating food, making buttons, making political protest posters, talking about sort of community activism. You should definitely come by. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Nora. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Later. Uh, so this is Radio Free Gowanus. We are broadcasting on 88.5 FM from the Interference Archive at 131 8th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenue for the Building Resistance Propaganda Party. We'll be here till 5, so come on down. But does that make you right? Why don't you think about it, 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 think about it. Now this is a message, a message to y'all. Together we stand, divided we are, yeah. Black is a color, just like white. Tell me how can a color determine whether you're wrong or right? We have our Broadcasting from the bottom of the canal, this is RFG, RadioFreeGowanus.org.